Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I am your host Cole Martins and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like it on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there you can message me questions or topics that you hear on the show. You can tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. You can, those episodes are available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Deezer. Also, you can, I, think, I would also like to thank my brother Landon Martin for the amazing artwork on the page. And to see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M R F A N C Y L A N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the NFL as the playoffs continue as we go into the divisional rounds. Eight teams remaining in the NFL as we had a pair, I guess you could say one upset at least last week, two underseeds winning in the wild card round. And the AFC all went, I guess so, I guess according to plan, I would say, of the top four seeds advancing in that one. As NFC had a couple of teams upset as actually three teams from the NFC East still remain in the playoffs. But we're going to go over all four games happening this week in the divisional round as we get things set up for next week as well. Where we go to the AFC and NFC Championship. Yes, we only have three weeks left of football. A very sad thought to think about, but we're in for some great action here in these next three weeks, those next three weeks as well. Uh, we'll, we'll see who's going to be going to the AFC Championship game after Sunday night. But overall, this going to be some great football this week. Let's take a look at uh, one of the things we talked about last week, and that was the NFC playoff quarterbacks. Uh, a lot of young players in this one. I think the oldest quarterback in this uh, grouping of people, I think, is Patrick Mahomes. I believe it was 29 years old. It, uh, Patrick Mahomes was. So Patrick Mahomes now the oldest quarterback left in the playoffs but if you look at the nfc side very young over there uh after the nfc quarterbacks the most wins by any quarterback in the nfc right now is dak prescott who's now moved to two and three after his win last week for the remaining quarterbacks well they are all very young as brock purdy and daniel jones both got their first win in the first playoff appearance ever so they both moved to one and oh and dylan hurts at oh and one in his career but he'll get his chance to get his first win this week as well as they when they take on the Giants. But let's take a look at the top games of this week in the playoffs. And we'll start off with the, my my opinion, the top game of the week. A game we didn't get to see in week 17. And that would be the number three seed Cincinnati Bengals heading to Buffalo to take on the number two seed Bills. And this one, the Bills are the five and a half point favorite. And of course, we all know what happened in week 17 with half the Hamlin. Um, serious issue that happened there caused this game to get canceled between these two. So now they meet again, once again, here in the playoffs and a very anticipated game between these two as both these teams pick up a big win last week in the wild card round for the Bengals. They had both these teams were in close games as well, which a lot of people did not expect them to be in this close as a game because it may have been some uh, different results that the, both the teams they beat had started their starting quarterbacks with them. Uh, Ravens were on their backup quarterback. The Bill Miami Dolphins were on their third string quarterback. Uh, but we'll start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Last week, they were able to beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-17. to And that Bengals coming into this game on a nine-game winning streak. Quarterback Joe Burrow not having the most impressive game in this one. Only throwing for 209 yards. One touchdown. Was also sacked four times in this one. But he also had a rushing touchdown. Why is Jamar Chase 
nine receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Running back Joe Mixon not being able to do too much on the ground in this game, running only for 39 yards, leading the backfield. Uh, defense did step up in this one. Cornerback Mike Hilton with two tackles for a loss in the game, but defense and Sam Hubbard with the biggest play of the game as this game was tied at 17. The Ravens were just about to score as Hutley was trying to jump over the pile at the goal line to score for the Ravens, but his ball was knocked out of his hands. Hubbard would recover the fumble and run it all the way back 98 yards for a touchdown to take the lead, and that is how the score would stay as 24-17. So a huge play by Hubbard to get the Bengals past the Ravens in advance in the playoffs. Also, the Bengals forced two turnovers in that game. Bengals had their own turnover as Hurst fumbled a lost a fumble in that game. Uh, but again, the Bengals were able to sneak through the Ravens, who did not have Lamar Jackson this game. Uh, could only imagine what, what kind of difference Lamar Jackson could have, had, could have had for this offense going against the Bengals. As the Bengals did lose to Lamar Jackson and company, and I believe it was week three earlier this year in the regular season. Uh, but the Bengals pick up a big win here and advance the divisional round. Uh, but again, a very, very close game for the Bengals. And uh, again, the, no, all the credit to the Ravens defense for what they did in that game. The Ravens defense was very, very good and easily one of the best defenses in the year of this of the league, I should say, in the second half of the year. And they've proved it in this game against the Bengals, containing them for the most part. Just one crucial mistake on the offensive side of the ball, which was a complete flop of while the game could have went for the Ravens by when they were about to score a touchdown instead of giving the Bengals a touchdown. Uh, but also good news for the Bengals and all Bengals fans out there as well. This is the first back-to-back -back season uh, with postseason wins in franchise history. So congratulations to the Bengals. Have feeling posting success for back-to-back -back seasons. Uh, but let's see if they can keep it going here now in the divisional round as they get ready to go against another pretty good defense uh, with the Miami uh, Buffalo Bills, who struggled in this game as well, like I mentioned, against the Miami Dolphins, winning this one only 34-31. to uh, Bills come into this game with an eight-game winning streak. Quarterback Josh Allen was a main issue for the problems for the Bills in this one. Yes, that's a very rare thing to say, I feel like, especially the way Josh Allen played in the playoffs last year, where he was almost perfect throughout the playoffs. Uh, in this game, he threw for 352 yards, three touchdowns, did have two interceptions, and lost one of his three fumbles in the game. So, Josh Allen coughing up the ball a lot in this one. Again, all the credit in the world to Miami Dolphins defense in this one. They were able to keep uh, Skylar Thompson and everybody involved in that offense in the game. Even though Thompson, I feel like he only threw like 40% completion percentage in this game, which it was not very good. But either way, this team was able to stay in the game because of these turnovers which allowed Miami to stick there, but again, it just wasn't enough, and then it had the offensive power to stay with this Miami uh, Buffalo Bills team. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs in this one, having a good one. Seven receptions, 114 yards. Wide receiver Gabe Davis, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Then running back James Cook, wide receiver Cole Beasley, and tight end Dawson Knox each had a touchdown in the game, leading the backfield running back David Singletary with 48 yards. Lapiger Matt uh, Milano with two sacks in the game, and the defense did also force... Four turnovers, four turnovers in this game, and also four sacks. So they did win the turnover battle overall. Buffalo four to three, uh, but again, a lot of issues in this one uh, for Josh Allen, who was not able to contain the ball. So we'll see if he can do a little better in this one to hold on to the ball. Uh, but this should be a fun matchup to watch between these two. Uh, again, one we were not able to see earlier this a uh, couple weeks, three weeks ago, would have been now. So it should be interesting to see how this is going to go this time around. Of course, the home field advantage has swapped now. The game was in Cincinnati before. Now it is in Buffalo. Uh, but this will be a fun one to watch. A lot of interesting things to keep an eye on this one. I'm expecting this one to be a high-scoring game as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if both these teams reached the 30-point mark. 
uh, just like uh, the Buffalo Bills game last week. But in this one, I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think this game will come down on the wire. So uh, the spread in this one is Buffalo by five and a half points. So I'm going to go with the Bengals to cover in this one. I just think this game's going to come down to the very end. And I, I, I mean, both these quarterbacks are going to have kind of a big day, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be an entertaining game to watch. Uh, I'm betting offense on this one, no matter what, pretty much. I think it's going to be a fun offensive battle. Uh, but overall, I'm going to go with the Bills hanging out in this one. They have the home field advantage in this one. And I like get that. I think that gives them the odds, in my opinion. But I do see Buffalo winning this one. I see Cincinnati covering the spread of five and a half. Uh, but again, I see the Bills pick up the win and advancing to the AFC Championship game. But again, hell of a run by the Bengals here once again. Uh, great season for them. And you know this team's going to be back in the playoffs each and every year. Especially with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and everybody else on that offense behind him. Uh, very impressive Bengals team. They can keep that team, of course, together for a long period of time. Another major, major matchup coming up here in the NFC side is the number five seed Dallas Cowboys taking on number two seed San Francisco 49ers. Two legendary franchises in the NFL going against each other. Two teams that know a lot about winning Super Bowls as well. Uh, in this game, the Niners are a four-point favorite. Of course, last week, the Dallas Cowboys were able to beat up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14. to Quarterback Dak Prescott looking very impressive with that one. 25 for 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns, including a rushing one. So five total touchdowns for Dak Prescott in that one. Uh, great, great game shredding up that Buccaneers defense. Tight end Dalton Schultz doing a good job. Seven receptions for 95 yards and two touchdowns leading all receivers in those categories. And running back Tony Pollard with 77 yards rushing in the game. Wide receiver CeeDee Lamb, four receptions, 68 yards and a touchdown. And then wide receiver Michael Gallup with a touchdown. Linebacker Mika Parsons, who was very destructive for this game, was in the backfield all the time. It seems like getting in Tom Brady's face and getting everywhere all over the field. He had a total of two tackles for a loss in this game. But somehow, somehow in some way, the bigger talk in this game was on kicker Brett Maher. If you have not heard, he struggled a lot on extra points as he only went one for five on extra points. Thank God he made one the last one in the game. Uh, but he missed four straight extra points in this game, which I believe if I remember reading right was an NFL record. No one has ever done that before. So uh, not a good history for Mayer. I know they just signed a kicker to the team uh, earlier this week. So we'll see if uh, Mayer might be getting replaced or not. Uh, from my heard, he is going to remain the kicker. But we'll, again, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, but again, positive on the Dallas win. But the negative was watching Mayer kick the ball all night on Monday night. Uh, but again, not a good one. And of course, Dan Bay getting eliminated from the playoffs after, of course, having a losing season. And when you're 8-9, and nine, you don't expect too much, especially going against a really pretty good Dallas, I should say really good, pretty good Dallas team, in my opinion. Uh, they have the star power on the, all around. It's just can they play together is the main thing. Uh, but Dallas did show that against Tampa Bay on Monday night. So we'll see if they will do it once again against the San Francisco 49ers who beat the Seattle Seahawks 41-23 and go on now an 11-game winning streak as quarterback Brock Purdy in his first game, Mr. Irrelevant from this year's draft. Again, looking very, very impressive. 332 yards passing and three touchdowns in the game. One of that, Christian McCaffrey, 119 yards and one receiving touchdown as well in the game. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, three receptions, 77-73 yards, leading receivers. 
Running back Elijah Mitchell with a receiving touchdown as well on this one. Defense and Char- uh, Charles Umenu with two sacks in the game. Also defense and Nick Bozo with a fumble recovery in the game. And Hickory Rabi Gold went 4-4 four for four on field goals as well. Uh, but this game did not look good for San Francisco in the first half as they ended up trailing the Seahawks going into halftime 17-16. to But they flipped that switch here in the second half and did what they've been doing all year long. And that is just beating up on other teams. That's exactly what they did. Uh, so this game should be an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be a big defensive game. I think it's going to be all rely on the defense between these two teams. Of course, both these teams have a lot of star power on the defensive side. A lot of great players. I believe there's going to be some trouble for both these te- teams. And I believe, I'm going to say both quarterbacks even throw an interception in this game. Uh, but this will be a matchup, I would say, possibly in this one. The team that makes gets to 20 might win this one. Uh, it should be a fun matchup. And I'm going to go with in this, the San Francisco 49ers. I think they are the better team in this one. I think the defense is better overall. I think they're more together as a group. It's going to, again, I think in this game, it all comes down to what Brock Purdy does. Yes, he's been playing great recently. Yes, he's been playing great football. But can he continue to protect the football? Can he, now he's going against a top defense in the league. How is he going to do against them? Is he going to be able to go through these guys? Uh, is he going to be able to make the right decisions? Is he going to be able to make do everything correctly? I think he should be able to. He might. He's going to make a mistake in this game, I believe. He's going to throw an interception at some point. Uh, this Dallas defense is too good not to get a pick off a rookie, in my opinion. Uh, but Purdy has been playing excellent so far this year. But I'm expecting him to make a mistake in this one. But it's going to be a close one. The four-point spread is its very close. I mean, if anything, I see this game ending in a three-point game again. I say, what was it? Five, Four of the five, six games last week ended with the uh, under uh, winning. So... I think I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys under in this one. I think I think, I think in almost every one of these games I'm going to go under, I feel like. But let's, let's, go, let's go San Francisco covering. I think a four-point cover uh, spread is pretty good. I, that pretty much shows that I'll give you a four, you get the push, though. But I, I guess if you get the push, you get the push. Uh, but I'm going to go with yeah, uh, San Francisco covering the four, even though it's it, and it might. I'm thinking four points exactly sounds pretty good in my opinion. No, never mind. Let's go back to Dallas Cowboys. One. Let's go with Dallas covering. I'm just going with what I originally thought. And we'll go with Dallas covering this one. I think this one might be a three-point game that comes down the end as well. Uh, but in this one, I see the Simpsons 49ers winning, advancing to the NFC Championship once again. And we'll see if they will be able to get the job done this year. But again, this will be a very close game, very tight game. A lot of good defense in this game, I believe. But I think the Niners pull it off and advance to the NFC Championship game. Next, we head over to the two teams that had a bye last... Two games I'll have the team that had a bye last week. The two number one seeds in the NFL this year. As we'll start with the AFC, where the number four seed Jacksonville Jaguars will take on the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs. As in this one, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by a pretty big eight and a half points. Uh, Jacksonville last week had a miracle comeback. As they're able to beat the Jacks, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers, 31 to 30, as the Jaguars now go on a six-game winning streak. As for quarterback Trevor Lawrence, a uh, great second half, horrible first half. And this one he threw for 288 yards, four touchdowns in the game. Uh, but here's the big thing: four interceptions 
thrown in that one. All in the first half. Three in the first quarter. Uh, so what an amazing turnaround for Trevor Lawrence in that one. Running back Travis Etienne Jr. being a big help. 109 yards rushing. Tight end Evan Ingram. 70 receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown. Was even Christian Kirk. 8 receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. Was for Zay Jones. 8 receptions for 74 yards and 1 touchdown. And was for Marvin Jones Jr. with a touchdown as well. And again, the Los Angeles Chargers led this one at one point, 27 to nothing near the end of the first half before the Jaguars were able to add a touchdown before the end of the half. And the Los Angeles Chargers won the turnover margin 5 to nothing. Yes, they forced five turnovers, did not turn the ball over at all, the Chargers, yet still end up losing this game as they have first team in postseason history to do this and lose. So again, a very big knock on the Chargers who seem like a team that always gets in these situations that seem like they're have something going for them, and then just blow it. And especially in the playoffs, this team just seems like they can not get things going in the playoffs. And again, it proves to happen here once again. And Trevor Lawrence now improves his record to 34-0 when playing on Saturday. That includes high school, college, and NFL. And oh, not to mention this game is being played on Saturday as well. So we'll see if he will keep it perfect as he takes on, once again, the number one seed in the AFC this year, the Kansas City Chiefs who come to this end of the regular season at 14-3. and three, That were now on a five-game winning streak coming into this one. And, of course, we got to talk about the man who is more than likely going to be the MVP in the NFL this year. And that is quarterback Patrick Mahomes who ended this year with 5,250 yards. Was looking to break Peyton Manning's passing record but just wasn't able to do it. I think he missed it by a... Out 100 yards. But either way, he was the number one passer in the NFL this year. He was also first in touchdowns, which was 41. 12 interceptions this year. This is a weird number for Patrick Mahomes. Usually he protects the ball very well. This year he was not able to do it. And then also he had 358 rushing yards and four touchdowns, which he ended up setting the all-purpose touchdown, uh, excuse me, all-purpose yard record this year, which I believe was set by Peyton Manning. Let me just double check on that one. I forgot to look at this one before, which I don't think this is going to be all purpose yards for something else, but I believe that was Peyton Manning who held that record uh, before Patrick Mahomes because he had that passing yard record before that. I don't know who else could uh, take that besides a quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes did uh, have that. That is now the record holder for that one. So congratulations to Patrick Mahomes on breaking another record. Uh, but Mahomes, easily, in my opinion, going to be MVP of the NFL this year. He's just played absolutely incredible, and it's hard to pick him over anybody else. I think Jalen Hurts may have had it for a while there this season, uh, but with him getting injured, I think that kind of hurt him a little bit, which allowed Patrick Mahomes to pretty much just pull away with it. But again, last time uh, the Eagles had a player get hurt, but of course this one ain't out for the season, and that was supposed to win MVP. They ended up playing the Super Bowl, but we'll talk about the Eagles here a little bit later as well. But again, Patrick Mahomes, a very impressive year, looking to be the MVP of the NFL this season. Uh, some other players on the Chiefs team, uh, the leading running back, Isaiah Pacheco, with 830 yards rushing and five touchdowns in this so far this year. And, of course, the fabulous tight end and easily the tight end, best tight end in the NFL, which is Travis Kelsey, who had a total of 1,338 yards this year, which was third in the NFL, and also 12 touchdowns, which is second in the NFL. So an incredible year for Travis Kelsey. Uh, again, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And I believe if I looked earlier today, he was fifth overall in 
receiving yards and playoff history. So I think he only needed 98 more yards to ask Gronk, who was in third. So he could break that. He'd go up to third all-time receiving in NFL history uh, if he has a good game against the Jaguars this week. So we'll see if he'll be able to get it, move up to third on that list. And also another big star for the team this year was Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver. 78 yards receiving, 933 yards, and three touchdowns. A pretty good year for Juju Smith-Schuster with Patrick Mahomes. Of course, not getting any touchdowns, but overall stat-wise, almost reaching 1,000 yards. Can't complain about that kind of season for Juju. Also, defensive tackle Chris Jones having a great year on the defensive side. 15 and a half sacks, tied for fourth in the NFL in that category. I take a look at the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs this year. They were the first overall offense with 414 yards per game. 20th rushing, 116 yards. First in passing, 298 yards. And first in points per game with 29 points. Uh, again, the best offense in the NFL easily this year. If, if not the best, easily top two. Defensive-wise, 11th overall with 328 yards per game. 107 rushing yards, which is 8th. 20th in passing with 100, 221. And points per game, 16th with 22. Uh, but a surprising uh, number here that I did not realize where they were at this year, but they had turnovers. They were negative three, which was tied for 22nd in the NFL. So the Chiefs did turn over the football quite a bit this year and did not get as many turnovers on the defensive side. So we'll see what they'll do against this Jaguars team. Obviously, I think I got to go with the Chiefs on this one. I think they're just a way better team than Jaguars. I think the Jaguars have a pretty good offense. I think this offense is going to be able to keep up with this Chiefs team. I think they're going to cover the spread. I think this will end up being about a seven-point game. Uh, I Even though I, this depends on hopefully Trevor Lawrence not turning all over the ball as much as he did last game, but I think they're going against a weaker defense than the Chargers. The Chargers did have some star players on that defensive side of the ball that could make some big plays. Uh, Chiefs has some players more on the defensive line and linebackers, but I think uh, Trevor Lawrence will have a little easier going in this one, passing the ball, which is what they're going to have to do in this game, I, in my opinion, to, if they're going to win. Of course, the Chiefs having a better rushing defense. Uh, excuse me, having a weaker rushing defense than the passing. De uh, excuse me, rushing defense is better than the passing, I should say. Excuse me. Uh, but I do see the Chiefs still winning this one. I think the Jaguars can keep this under eight points, in my opinion, but I think it could go either way. But I, I'm going to say the Jaguars keep this one, cover this part of the spread, uh, keep this into a touchdown game, keeps this one close. But I see the Chiefs winning this one and moving to the AFC Championship once again, where, again, if you guys don't know about this, if the Chiefs and the Bills do meet, like I have planned in my list right now, they are going to meet in Atlanta at a neutral site because of the Bills getting their games canceled and supposedly they're supposedly going to be the number one seed if they were able to beat the Bengals. And, of course, they won their final game again in the year against the Patriots. Uh, but, again, we'll see if both those teams can advance. But I have both those teams advancing as, again, I have the Chiefs beating the Jaguars. And in the final game in the playoffs this week, in the NFC side, we have a battle between NFC East rivals as the number six seed New York Giants are taking on the number one seed Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles just won a seven and a half point favorite. New York coming this game, beat the Minnesota Vikings 31 to 24. Quarterback Daniel Jones, 301 yards passing, two touchdowns in that game and 78 rushing yards as Daniel Jones became the first quarterback in NFL postseason history with 300 yards passing, two touchdowns and 70 yards rushing in a game. So congratulations, Daniel Jones. That one a great game by him in his postseason debut. 
Uh, awesome game by him. And we'll see if he can keep it going here against the rival Eagles. Wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, eight receptions, 105 yards, and one touchdown. Wide receiver Darius Slayton. Four receptions for 88 yards. Running back Shaquan Barkley. 53 yards rushing, but did have two touchdowns. Also, five receptions for 56 yards. And tight end Daniel Bellinger with a touchdown as well. Again, the Minnesota Vikings, who a lot of people were saying, weren't as good as their records show coming this one. And the Giants proved them right. Everybody right on that one as the Giants were able to get revenge on a loss they suffered to the Vikings this year. And now they will see what they'll be able to do here against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Again, I keep a lot of people that were counting on that game. I just, just looking at this Giants team overall, you look at these players and you think, besides Barkley, of course, who on this team is a standout, like could be a star player and, Barkley is the only one that kind of look, you look at on this team. And the fact that they're doing this shows how tight of a group this is. Uh, great job by the whole organization with this team. And they might not have a bunch of star players, but they're playing together as a team. And they're playing great football right now. Uh, it's very impressive and can't wait to see what these teams are going to be able, this team is going to be able to do now. Going against the Philadelphia Eagles, who were again on bye last week because of uh, being the number one seed in the NFC as they come into this game at 14-3, led by quarterback Jalen Hurts, who had 3,701 yards passing this year, which is 10th in the NFL, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, which is tied for 4th in the NFL, a 66.4 quarterback rating, which is 4th in the NFL, also had 760 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground. So a lot of ground touchdowns for Hurts in this one as it's showing how good of a dual threat quarterback he is. So you never know where he's going to go, which could leave some trouble for this Giants team. And for running back, Miles Sanders this year, he had 259 yard rushing attempts, which is 8th in the NFL. 1,269 yards rushing, which is 5th in the NFL. And also 11 touchdowns, which is 8th in the NFL. So again, great job. Finally great to see Miles Sanders have a good year because I feel like he has been just underneath the radar for so many years. And finally, he gets things rolling in this one this year. And finally has a good season. So great to see Miles Sanders have a good year. And stay healthy the whole year too, which is a great thing. As he finally got the carries he deserved. And he has a good year in results of it. Also, sorry about the two star receivers in this team. Starting off with wide receiver A.J. Brown. He had 88 receptions in the season. 1,496 yards. was fourth in the NFL. 11 touchdowns, which is tied for third in the NFL, and 17 yards per catch, which is fourth in the NFL. And then wide receiver Devontae Smith, 95 receptions, 1,196 yards, which is ninth in the NFL, and seven touchdowns. And, of course, we got to talk about this very good defense for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. We'll start off with linebacker Hassan Reddick with 16 sacks this season, which is tied for second in the NFL, and five fumble forces, which is tied for first in the NFL. Defense tackle, Javon Hartgrave, defense end, Brandon Graham, and Josh Sweat each had 11 sacks on the season. So four players over 10 sacks on the season, which I believe was a record in the NFL, if I remember seeing that correctly a couple weeks ago. Uh, don't quote me on that one, but I believe that was a first time that's ever happened. Uh, then we had cornerback C.J. Gardner-Johnson with six interceptions, was tied for first in the NFL. Cornerback James Bradbury, who was 17 pass deflections, was third in the NFL. Of course, we can't forget the other cornerback, Darius Slayton, who also is a player cornerback to keep an eye on. So a lot of star players to keep an eye on here for this Philadelphia Eagles defense as let's go over this team overall this year. Offensive-wise, they were third in the NFL, 389 yards per game, fifth in rushing with 148, eighth in passing with 242, and third in scoring with 28 points per game. 
Defense aside, they are second overall with 302 yards allowed per game. Tied for 16th in rushing with 122. First in passing with 180. And tied for 7th in points per game with 20. And the key thing, turnover margin, they were a plus 8, which is 3rd in the NFL. Uh, so again, Eagles easily looking very impressive this year. Looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. So will they be able to keep things going this year in the playoffs now? That is a question going against a very familiar uh, rival with the New York Giants, which they had to end up playing twice this year. And in those results, the Eagles in the first game in New York won that one 48-22. And then, and of course, in the final week of the season, the they were able to beat the Giants 22-16. So that was a close one. Uh, so this one should be another interesting game between these two. The spread is 7.5 in this one. In the game before, it was a six-point separation, and then the other one was a big margin that one. I'm, in my own opinion, and again, nothing against the Giants in this one, but I'm going to go with the over in this one. I haven't picked the over yet so far. It's either this one or the Chiefs one I was going to go with the over with, but I'm going to go with it in this one. I think the Eagles are able to, at the end of the day, win this one comfortably. I'm not, again, I will see if uh, Daniel Jones can protect the ball once again in this game. He did not turn over the ball in the previous one these two played. Uh, it was a more of a rushing game for this uh, Eagles in the main one. But in the last one, it was a little bit of a struggle for, I believe, both offenses in that one. As Hurts ended up doing interceptions, not able to do anything. Of course, we did have the Giants backups in that one as well, and it was a very close game. And I'm starting to think I'm going to change my mind here in this one. But I'm going to stick with my mindset. I think the Eagles cover the spread in this one. Uh, this should be a fun game to watch. Uh, like I mentioned, the Eagles had their, uh, Giants had all their backups in in week 18 because they had their playoff spot locked up. And even though they did still play good in that game, kept the games close to the Eagles. Of course, that was Jen Hurd's first game back from injury as well. Now he has two, uh, another week off, so we'll see if that affects anything at all. Uh, so these two teams will play once again. Uh, should be a fun matchup, but again, I'm going to go with the Eagles winning this one. Uh, advancing to the NFC Championship game where I think we could see a big shove between the Eagles and the Niners. So in my opinion, I think the top two teams in each conference are going to be advancing to the championship game. I should have went over this for every other team, but I did not do this. But we'll go over all the previous matchups between these teams as well, if they had any, had any previous matchups, of course. We'll start with the Jaguars and Chiefs in this one. They didn't meet each other early in the season. I believe it was, it was early in the season. Okay, later on, about midway part of the season, the Jaguars and Chiefs met each other. The Chiefs won that one 27-17. As Mahomes, great game for him, following four touchdowns in that one. Uh, but I think that was the Jaguars' last loss before they went on their winning streak they had to make the playoffs. So I am correct on that one. I, I don't quote me on that either. But uh, a pretty good game between those two earlier in the season. Of course, Bengals, Chief, uh, Bills, and Angle were supposed to play Week 17 but never had a chance to play each other. And for the Niners and Cowboys, I don't believe they played each other this year. It does not look like they did, so they don't. They did not play each other this year. So we have a total of two matchups, uh, repeat matchups this year, uh, this week. Uh, the Niners and the Niners and Cowboys uh, didn't play each other this year. Same with, I guess you could say, the Bengals and Bills. Uh, but again, should be a very interesting week of football. A lot of great action this one. Again, I'll go over who I think is going to win in the divisional round this week. And we'll start off with the Bills. I think I'm going to beat the Bengals. I believe the Bengals will cover in that one. I have the uh, Niners beating the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys cover that one. Yeah, now I'm back and forth on that one. <laughs> Just you might want to pick the opposite. I mean, I didn't do too good last week. I think I went what one and what, one and two and four last week in my spread prediction. So maybe it's not best to look at this in me, anyways. But uh, I do have the uh, Cowboys covering in that one. 
Uh, then we have the Jags and Chiefs. I think the Jags cover that game as well. I think the Chiefs win, though. And then we have the Eagles taking on the Giants. Eagles, I have covering and winning that game as well. So again, four great games coming up here in the NFL. Should be some exciting action to watch. And can't wait to see who is going to be advancing to their conference championship games, which will be played next Sunday. But let's go over some news in the NFL before we take off here and talk about some of the non-playoff teams. And we'll start with the big news, I guess I say for my, at least my team, at least some huge news. As the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said he will be returning next season to the Lions as their offensive coordinator. That is according to some sources around the NFL. Uh, and that is a great news for anybody in the Lions organization, whether you're a fan or not. This is awesome because, again, he was a huge part of why the Lions offense worked so well last year. He made Jared Goff look incredible. The, some of the play calls were great. Just a lot of great things to me on the offense this year. And one of the top offenses in the NFL this year. To see, see him back is absolutely incredible. And what he said, the reason why he came back was, quote, feels like the Detroit is building something special and wants to see it through. Again, that means a lot for this Lions organization and for the fan base. And what we're, and what we're seeing right now is absolutely incredible because as a Lions fan, we haven't seen this before. We haven't seen coaches one to come back and coach, continue to coach with the Lions, even though they had a chance to be an NFL head coach. We're even hearing that free agents on Lions say they want to take pay cuts to rejoin the Lions, which is Again, amazing thing to hear, showing that the players, the coaches, everybody wants to be part of this Lions organization right now, which is, it's just absolutely incredible to hear as a fan. You just That's something us Lions fans, we've wanted to hear an entire life. What Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have going right now is something incredible, something maybe we've never seen in Detroit in possibly our franchise history, probably maybe going back to the 40s when we won our last championship. Uh, that won their last championship, I should say. I'm not part of the team, I shouldn't say our. Their last championship. Uh, but again... Great things coming out of the Lions organization this year. Possibly a favorite to win the NFC North next year. So, man, it feels good to be a Lions fan right now. I can say that much. And I can't wait to see what this team's going to do here in the offseason. What free agents they can sign to make this team better. Of course, a lot of help me on the defensive side. Uh, Aaron Glenn, of course, the defense coordinator, is looking at jobs right now. As he did an interview with the Cardinals, I think, previously this week. So, we'll see what that leads. If he'll be back as a defense coordinator the next year or not. But overall, very, very positive things coming out of the Detroit organization right now. And I can't wait to see what this team is going to be able to do next year. And hopefully, it's a playoff spot. Hopefully, it's even better if we can get an NFC North championship. Because I think what, it's the last time we won that, 1991 or something like that, before I was even born. So, <laughs> hopefully, we get that at some point here. And more than Mike, hopefully, key hope is to win a playoff game. That would be a huge step in this organization. I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe the Lions only had two playoff wins in its franchise history, if you include since the start of the NFL. So, we'll, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl, I should say, I believe it is. But either way, let's see what the Lions team will be able to do next year. we got some time to wait until we see that, but should be very interesting to see what this Lions team will do. But once again, Ben offensive corner Ben Johnson returning to the Detroit Lions for next season. Also, Los Angeles Chargers have fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi. That's according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, Brad, Brandon Stanley, the head coach for the Chargers, said there's a they, there's a different gear we need to get to in a quote that he said. Uh, so, again, uh, what happened with the Chargers last? Uh, I mean, what happened to the Chargers? Of course, in the playoff game last week, they had a 27 up the lead, blew it, and lost that game. Somebody had to get fired, and I think Stanley, being his first 
years of coach. They couldn't really get rid of him yet, so they had to take the blame on somebody. And it went on Lombardi, who on the offensive side did not do anything in the second half. When they could have, should have stepped on the gas pedal and just choked the life out of the Jaguars, which they did not do. And suffered a loss in that game because of it. So we'll see who the new offensive coordinator will be for the Chargers. As there's a lot of other spots opening up in the NFL as well. So let me pull up my phone as I know I kept some of mine here. The Ravens will be looking for a new offensive coordinator as they have fired George uh, Greg Roman uh, as they uh, parting ways after a pretty good run between those two. And also the Bu- Bu- Ten Bay Buccaneers have informed offensive coordinator Ben Brian Lafwood that he has been fired now. So there's some more offensive coordinator spot opening up now. So we'll see where those three will be ending up next year. I'd be expecting they'll be somewhere in the NFL. I think Lafwood didn't do a bad job in uh, Tampa Bay. Of course, he had Tom Brady on the side for the team. Stid struggled. The offense did struggle last year, and someone's got to take the blame. So, again, Todd Bowles ain't going to take the blame for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so they had to throw it on the offensive coordinator, who ended up losing his job. But I expect Lafwood to be somewhere next year. I expect Lombardi to be somewhere next year. So those two I do uh, expect to be seeing as a quarterback coach or even as an offensive coordinator somewhere else. These two swapping jobs, possibly, you could say. But I expect them to both be somewhere in the NFL, uh, somewhere in 2023. Also, some contract extensions being talked about uh, before the offseason happens, as the Minnesota Vikings and wide receiver Justin Jefferson expected to have contract talks during the offseason. That's according to Adam Schefter in sources. So we'll see what kind of huge contract Justin Jefferson is going to get. I would expect that if he does get a contract extension, which he more than likely will with the Vikings. That's going to be the biggest contract for a wide receiver possibly in NFL history. I would think that would be the case because he has played absolutely incredible. This, he is close to breaking Calvin Johnson's record this year before having a uh, under uh, under the I guess under radar game for him in the past two uh, last two games in the regular season. But so he was able to break that. But again, it's been a huge contract for Jefferson Jefferson. So we'll just wait and see when that is going to be signed for him. Also, one player that did get a contract extension this week was Seattle Seahawks kicker Jason Meyer, who agreed to a four-year, $21.1 million contract extension. That is according to Adam Scheffler and sources. Uh, it could earn He could earn $22.6 million, million with incentives. So, great job on Justin Myers on getting that contract extension. So, now we'll see what that will lead to for him as well. Here, and I mean, of course, we know what it leads to. He's got four more years in the Seahawks, but uh, we'll see what he'll be doing here in the future. As again, one of the better kickers in the NFL had a pretty good year this year as well. Of course, being able to go to the playoffs with Seahawks as well, making some key kicks to get from the playoffs, also. So, congratulations to Myers on making that money, of course, and now sticking with the Seahawks for another four years. And last but not least, we're going to end the show with my cold challenge which is going to be talked about the man who was eliminated in the playoffs this week, the GOAT, the one of the greatest players to ever play in the NFL. Actually, I should say the greatest player to play in the NFL, Tom Brady, as he again suffered a loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night in ending his playoff run. Now he is looked to be in the booth this year in the Super Bowl for Fox, as there's been talks about him joining him if he does not make it to the Super Bowl. So we'll see if he will be on the broadcast team for the Super Bowl. So that's something, again, we'll have to wait and see in the next couple of weeks if he agrees to that or not. But before we talk, while we're talking about that, we also got to go into the next season as well. What is up next for Tom Brady? Was this his final game? Is he going to play another game in Tampa Bay? Is he going to go play somewhere else? There's so many questions that are coming out of this one. And you believe he's going to play next year. I think he's going to play next year. I think this is just a weird year for him. A lot going on in him for him this year. 
Uh, the divorce with his wife, I think, is a key factor that kind of messed him up a little bit. Uh, this offense, uh, the defense was just injured all season long, which I think hurt the uh, rhythm for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. This offensive line was not good this year, and I think Brady, that's why you see Brady dump the ball a little bit more than he usually does. Yes, he loves to dump the ball off, and I think a lot of people give, give him hate for it. But when he's open, he's open. If you can get, you let your receiver do his job, and that's what he was doing, you don't throw the deep ball and risk make risk. If you know you got an easy completion underneath, might as well go with it. But we did not see Tom Brady throw the ball up as much this year. And sometimes when he did, it, the, him and his receiver were not on the same page. And we've seen Tom Brady yelling a lot this year, more, more than he usually does, which I think we've seen Tom Brady unhappy a lot this year. Again, the chemistry wasn't just there this year. And in my opinion, I, the way things are going in Tampa Bay right now, I do not see Tom Brady returning to Tampa Bay. There's, I don't just don't see it. I think it's almost impossible for it to happen. I think the the chemistry there is just pretty much dead. I think Todd Bowles and Brady don't work together. They just got rid of Brian Left Breathlich, and I don't know if Tom Brady wants to deal with the new offensive coordinator. Uh, of course, the Tampa Bay team remains healthy. This is a good team, but they need to get that offensive line fixed, if anything. But again, I think Brady moves on. I think Tampa Bay has a new quarterback next year. Uh, who that will be will be a question mark, as Kyle Trask could be the starting quarterback there next year. I think it's they drafted him for a reason to fill it, take over for Tom Brady when he does leave. So if, I think it's Kyle Trask's job to lose at this point. If the Tampa Bay, excuse me, <clears throat> Tampa Bay Buccaneers feel like this is the way they want to go. But in my opinion, I think Tom Brady is going to take off. Where he's going to go is the question. There's talks of him going back home to San Francisco 49ers, which as of right now, I do not see happening. Because Purdy's playing good, so good right now. Again, it depends what happens this week against the Cowboys. If he struggles against the Cowboys, he plays awful. Um, maybe there's a chance Brady could take over the starting quarterback job there, which if he goes there, man, the team he has around him is absolutely incredible, and he could easily get one more Super Bowl if he wanted to with the team he has there. So we'll see if that is a, could be a case at all. Of course, the number one team right now, I would say, would be the Las Vegas Raiders, who have Devontae Adams. They have a great running back. They have a pretty good offensive line, I would say. Uh, Defensive-wise, might need a little bit of work, but they do have uh, Max Crosby, who is a, easily one of the best defensive players, defensive linemen in the league, I should say. So maybe some work at linebacker and cornerback for that Raiders team, but again, as a team you could join, which would be interesting to see him play Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes twice a year, so that'd be a very good challenge for Tom Brady if he decides to go over there and join the AFC West with the Raiders in Las Vegas. So that's another option. Uh, other teams looking for quarterbacks, which, again, I don't know if these are ones he'd want to go to or not. Of course, you have the Indianapolis Colts. That'd be crazy to see him join the Indy. Uh, but the more unlikely that's Derek Carr's job, so I don't see that one happening. Uh, there's talks about Carolina, him and Sean Payton joining each other in Carolina, which I don't see that one happening, but that would be a very interesting storyline as well. But, again, Carolina doesn't have too much over there for him to be a part of, I feel like. Uh, but, again, a lot of places you could see him going. Uh, to be the quarterback somewhere, so like it's very interesting. But I, I'm all my opinion. I feel like the Raiders just seem like the best fit for him right now. The Colts do have a lot of good players as well too. He could go to in a, a very weak division also. So I think if he wanted to guarantee a spot in the playoffs, I think going to the Colts would be the easiest place to go in my opinion. That is the best job in the NFL for a quarterback at this point. Of course, the Niners, if they are looking for a quarterback, that would be the first one. But second would be Indy. I think third would be the Raiders just only because of their division and how hard it is going to be going through that one. So, again, a lot of question marks going into this year for Tom Brady. 
what he's going to do, or he could just retire, of course, as well. But I see him retiring. I think he's still got that competitive heart. And, um, and again, people can yell at him all they want. Dude, you doing saying all this stuff about his family and everything like that. He cares about football. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes with that. We Let's just put it that right there. The guy had a life and something happened involved with it. In my opinion, he may have just used football to escape everything that happened in his life. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the... We don't know what's happening before this year. We knew there was trouble between those two at the beginning of the season. And maybe that's why he decided to come back out of retirement. Because he realized things aren't working at home. So I need to get something to clear my mind. To help me kind of cope with everything that's going on in my life right now. I can see that being a reason as well. Again, don't attack a guy if we don't know the full story. Is my opinion on that one. Uh, but it's been a hard year for Tom Brady. I get that. And we'll see if next year maybe it'll be a little more clear. A little more happy for him, of course. Uh, 2023 could be a different year for Tom Brady, but Tom Brady again next year will be 46 years old, which is absolutely incredible that he's still playing at the level he is playing right now. Again, he was, I believe he was third in pa total passing yards this year. Uh, top 10 in touchdowns this year. Didn't turn the ball over too much this year. Uh, of course, he did have that key interception in the Cowboys game where he just tried getting rid of it and just didn't throw it in the back of the end zone far enough, which I know Brady was had to be hitting his head against the bench after that one. Uh, but again, I expect a better year out of Brady next year. I think better things out of Brady next year. Will he be on a new team? I believe so. I don't see him staying in Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay still does have a lot of great weapons there. Uh, but they're going to need some help on that offensive line if it, that is going to be the case for him to stay in Tampa Bay. But again, we'll have to wait and see. But right now, uh, what is next for Tom Brady? He will be playing in the NFL next year, I do believe. But where is he going to be? Who knows? But again, I do believe we will be seeing a better Tom Brady this next year compared to this year. But overall, that is all the football I have to talk about here uh, today. Thank you guys for tuning in with me. Again, the division around happening this week. Four games, four very exciting games that are going to be happening. So we'll have to wait and see what is going to happen. Who is going to be advancing the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game as well. On the NFC side, we'll talk about those two games once again. We'll have the number 5 seed Dallas Cowboys taking on the number 2 seed San Francisco 49ers. The number 6 seed New York Giants taking on the number 1 seed Philadelphia Eagles. Then on the AFC side, we have the Buffalo Bills, the number 3, 2 seed I should say, taking on the number 3 seed Cincinnati Bengals. And the other game, the number 4 seed Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chief. So again, a lot of great football to watch on Saturday and Sunday this week before we get ready for Championship Sunday and a next Sunday. So again, a lot of great stuff coming up here in the NFL. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in with me. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. I know you can message me questions or topics that you hear in the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Again, this podcast is available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Deezer. Also, uh, we will have more episodes coming out here once again like I was doing previously before I took my long break. So we'll get back to talking about wrestling here soon. So we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. Also doing the pay-per-views, which next week, of course, is a huge pay-per-view with the Royal Rumble coming up next Saturday. Also, we'll be talking about uh, doing a sports podcast. Once again, I'll start that up next week. So we'll get all these. I hope to get the rotation starting up once again next week. We'll be talking about all this stuff and getting again more content out for you guys as well. 
Uh, so again, keep an eye on all those podcasts. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow to make sure you get alerts when those episodes are released. Of course, you'll get the alerts as well if you follow me on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, but again, thank you guys for being with me here today. I really do appreciate it. And you guys all have a great day.